Well, 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 if it isn't your boy Jerry back in the saddle, it's Blue Mafia, baby. We're back. If you thought I was going to disappear, you were wrong. I've seen more and more podcasts pop up in the last year. I recommend everybody out there start their own podcast. And if you get frustrated because nobody's listening and nobody's liking and you're trying to get content out, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we're going to talk about why more is better. Quality doesn't need to suffer with quantity. And there's an endless amount of things that you can talk about. So continue to be creative, continue to be different, continue to find ways in where you can break down this great game, this great godly game that is football. Like we do here at Blue Mafia, we try to do it a little bit different. You're not going to ever really hear me talk a lot about numbers, stats. I don't tend to back up my perspective with stats. I like to read in between the lines. I like to look at body language. I like to look at the way guys interact with their teammates. I like to look at the way that guys look up into the stands. I like to wait to like I like the way to look at the way that a coach and a player interact. Not going to hear me talk about numbers on this pod, but you're going to hear me talk a lot of football. We do a lot of quarterback stuff here if you don't remember if you're new. Every week usually during the season I'll do a little segment on the local Buffalo Bills and then I'll do what we call the top five quarterback matchups of the week the implications probably going to keep with that structure for this year but we're going to try out some new things for sure and obviously because it's that time of the year we're getting some practice it's off season Got a lot of things to look at with this Bills team. A lot of big changes. Not a lot of drama this year. I was going back to last year and listening to the preseason stuff. And I was talking a lot about Dorsey already. And it was funny. We were talking about Beasley and the vaccine stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about Beasley today. We're going to talk about who's going to replace Beasley and why I think that that person may be a little bit better. And I'm going to tell you why. And then also, we're going to do the quarterback shuffle. We're going to do a little bit of a quarterback shuffle. We're going to look at all the quarterbacks around the league. Not every single one, but five of the ones that I think are going to have a huge impact, huge implications. And that's in part two. So part one, we're going to do five things this offseason that I find to be unique and impactful on this Bills team and how they enter training camp and the expectations that come along with it. We talk a little bit about the general, Josh Allen, hearing that R word thrown around. And I'm going to tell you why he probably is going to regress, but that's okay because rings over regression. Stick around. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you out there listening. Buffalo Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of football. 
I spoke a little bit about it in the uh, open, but just want to do a quick shout out to all the Buffalo podcasts out there other than Blue Mafia. And I'm not going to remember them all, but really like the stuff that they're doing at Cover One. Um, it's in, inspiring to see these teams grow around the region and outside of the region. There's a lot of really good journalists out there. Tyler Dunn, uh, Greg Thomasette. Don't really know how to pronounce anyone's everyone's names, but I did find it interesting how even uh, Sal Capaccio and Matthew Bove and Matthew Fairburn, who's back, and oh, can't think of his name. But there's another guy that's going to be on their own podcast, and you, to see the to see the you know the faces on TV get podcasts, it's not disappointing, but it's once again inspiring it's inspiring to see the guys like the cover ones and the buffalo fanatics and buffalo fan base and built in buffalo um joe miller another guy great stuff we're starting to see the podcast guy get the access and last year if you listen or read me at all at bluemafia.com i put out an article about how You'd like to see the guys with this access do more with it or get out of the way so some of us other podcasters can have that access. So just want to quickly shout out a couple of those local pods and and content creators out there. Also Justice Radford, awesome stuff. Um, And like I said, I've been getting into some of the Cover One Guys stuff and who knows, maybe someday we can have a little bit of a podcast showdown i'll host it get a guy from one guy from another five questions break it down we've got something there gets content for everybody and we can get a little bit dicey we don't need to get personal but it'd be interesting to sort of line it up tail the tape xyz from buffalo fan base versus xyz from cover1.net have them go at it side by side first take buffalo edition i'm gonna do it probably but that's neither here nor there also one more shout out to eric and robbie over at buffalo go keep killing it out there love to see them growing awesome new space on their social media check them out if you need any uh t-shirts or gear really great guys so once again just want to do a quick shout out to all the people in uh, buffalo and outside of buffalo that are doing great things so keep it up now i got five off-season thoughts and once again not a big numbers guy i'm not a big stats guy i'll i'll look at them i'll read between the lines but i think that there are things that can show up on a stat line in games that don't matter or there's always a story behind a stat line and I guess that's what you can get when you come here is I'm always going to be looking for that story between the stat line and one of those stories between the stat lines for me Jeremy Mountain here is Josh Allen's weight I've been following this story since he was a young pup. I love the way the kid plays. I love the way that he is an absolute savage. 
I love the way he leads. You know, if you've listened to me talk, I respect the hell out of Josh Allen. And that being said, I'm just hoping that he trims down by camp because we can't be having Big Ben 2.0 out here just slamming wings and slamming beers. Jordan Poyer on the other side of the ball got his body and his mind right, got off the beer. I just want to make sure that Josh Allen is not taking advantage of all the Buffalo Eats and Buffalo Midnight Meals behind a case of beer. Because the reason I say this, all jokes aside, is we need this guy on the field. I think we all can agree that we don't want to be watching quarterback controversy between Case Keenum and Matthew Barkley, especially when we have additions to this team that will make us a Super Bowl contender. And in my opinion, the bar for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills has been raised. Uh, You know, the last two years have been exciting. I had those season passes a couple years back during the first sort of comeuppance of Josh Allen. And this team is hungry. I'm okay if they're not so humble anymore because being humble is great, but we need to put the foot on the throat this year. We need to have no mercy. You've heard me talk about it a lot, but that process, what's that process now? Is that process going to be plateau and sort of just hope that the same process is going to get us across the final goal line and beat? some of these young hotshot quarterbacks in the AFC to get to the Super Bowl or is it going to be to take the next steps is it going to be taking care of the body taking care of the mind ensuring that the number 17 and all of the skill positions are all on the field will it be an upgrade will we see an enhancement that's what we need to see we don't need to see Josh Allen regress but we don't need to see him plateau and become a Roethlisberger we would much rather see him become a true professional and we'll talk about some of those true professionals in part two during the quarterback shuffle but some of these old guys without half the talent in Josh Allen's pinky finger managed to survive and managed to carve out a long career as a starting quarterback and I'm not saying that I want to see Josh change the way he plays but as we enter into this Uh, training camp next month we need to see him trim we need to see him serious and we need to see him on a mission from day one because last year when we walked out for day one versus Roethlisberger and the Steelers we took a lump number four the Bam Bam Bros the Bam Bam backfield of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. A couple of guys that are not making a lot of money. A couple of guys that have put in the work. They have waited their turn. They have lived and breathed the process. They have carried little ugly ducklings into the league and made the most out of their opportunity, and they've become stoic uncles of the league. Will they be able to sustain another 17-game season at the ages that they are I hope so both of them seem to take care of their body very well but what I'm looking at is who are 
the guys that are going to step up behind the great ones, the great Buffalo Bills and true professionals that are Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. That Bam Bam backfield, I'm, I'm really excited to see some of these rookies that have come in over the last few years step up. And the way that Von Miller will impact the tip balls and just pressure situations is exciting. That takes us right into number three. And obviously we can lead right there with Von Miller. It's still sort of surreal to see the number 40, that sick face mask. The way that Von Miller impacts a team is clear. I think everyone can sort of see the way that guys respect him. He's coming from a true West Coast uh, you know, that futuristic billionaires row Rams team where they had all the tools. They were sort of the hotshot team. They got Stafford in there and they were able to finish the job. And that's one thing that I think Von Miller helps is finishing the job. But I'm really excited to see how he impacts guys like Greg Russo, AJ Epinesa, and obviously cannot say enough about how excited I am to have Jordan Phillips back in this locker room. A couple years ago, he was one of my favorite guys. We've seen other guys rotate in. I was always a little bit, uh, last year I was always a little bit skeptical with the lack of snaps for some guys on the D-line. I totally understand being able to rotate guys in is uh, puts you in a fortunate situation throughout the game when you have fresh legs rushing quarterback. Uh, but I'm all for it, but when I see a guy like Greg Rousseau and what he could potentially become with more and more uh, experience in a game setting, I have a hard time not letting a hot guy stay in there. You know, sure, I'm sure there's some assignments and things that will get a guy pulled off the field if they don't do the right thing. And there's obviously some really serious execution factors when you're looking into the playoffs and the deeper you go into the into the off season or towards towards the postseason. But I want to see what Von Miller can do to mature this defensive line and continue to develop an absolute red wave of tidal death. You know, this defense, as much as I want to see Josh Allen be able to perform at a high level, once again, it's always fun, but we need him to be able to just go out there, trot out, run an offense, get off the field, and let the defense kill. That's what championship teams do. They execute. They count on that defensive line. But let's be honest. The offense is going to be fun to watch too. One guy that's not getting talked about a whole lot, and I actually uh, was speaking through tweet with a guy from Cover One a couple weeks ago. Um, the conversation was surrounding Jamison Crowder and Cole Beasley. 
Now, just in a nutshell, I did check the stats. The yak is higher for Jameson Crowder. It is nominally higher across a couple of years, but those nominal amounts, in my opinion, demonstrate the difference. Uh, because once again, what's the story behind the stats? You can say it's not that big of a difference in the, the yards after catch for Jamison Crowder over Beasley, but we saw how Beasley's body was breaking down and the rodeo clown cannot and will not be able to do what he once was able to do, which was an impressive water bug receiver who could find open spots, but ultimately what he was was a check down and a hot read. Whereas now, other than being a check down and a hot read, I think Jameson Crowder gives you a real threat underneath. He's not only going to be there for those things, he can do those things, but now you actually have a weapon that you can utilize to bring those linebackers up, bring those safeties up, and be able to go over the top, be able to hit the seams, be able to hit uh, Gabriel Davis or Stephon Diggs on the big dig route. He's going to make a difference. He's going to do all the things that Beasley could do, but he's going to do more based on the fact that he is thicker, he's more explosive, and ultimately he's a better blocker. I love Beasley's heart, but you're not going to tell me that uh, Crowder, if you look at him, his arms, he's big. So he's going to help out in that bully game. And finally, number one. My number one thing I'm thinking about that, once again, things stay quiet around this guy because he seems like he probably just stays quiet and maybe goes out in the golf course. But other than that, he seems like just a total football nerd. And that is my guy, Ken Dorsey. I always looked up to Ken Dorsey as a quarterback when he was at Miami. People can say that he had not too much of an NFL career, but ultimately the guy's a winner. I think he's had a huge impact behind the scenes with Josh Allen. We know that Brian Dable is out in New York. Once again, I was listening to the first episode of Blue Mafia from last year, and I actually heard myself talk about how I thought Dable would be out by next year and that Dorsey would be the incumbent. So you know that I have uh, been on this 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 one-trick pony that is Ken Dorsey, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see if we see some new things, some boring things, unfortunately, but I want to see the Bills be executing a boring, powerful, explosive, executionary offense. And by executionary, I mean kill shots. We're going to be doing some things that are, might be a little boring in the regular season, but we're so good that we're executing at a high level that we're executing you. And who do I think is going to help that? My guy Joe Doors. Or I'm sorry, my guy Joe Brady. Joe Brady. Not a household name. Didn't do too much in Carolina, but ultimately did make Joe Burrow a king at LSU. And I'm just excited to see what his vertical packages are going to be like with all these weapons, with a guy like James Cook coming in out of the backfield. It's on, baby. We got 
our two guys back still in the backfield. We've got James Cook. Still have Dawson Knox. Obviously Diggs. Obviously Davis. Still like some of these younger guys. Khalil, Sh- Khalil Shakur. The kid out of Boise. He looks interesting. I would really love to see uh, Tavon Austin make this team. He seems like he's really committed, and he seems like this could be his last hurrah. I just like that. I like that energy. Talk about Tavon Austin's stats all you want. I like a guy that's willing to sacrifice his ego to make the team better, and that's what I think Tavon Austin's bringing to the table. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. Obviously, if you're not, you're probably a normal human being, but for me, this is the countdown into camp so let it begin we're going to take a quick break i really appreciate you guys listening remember this i'm going to say it now ken dorsey and joe brady this is going to be an excitingly powerful offense but it's going to take some getting used to because i think that they're both smart enough to know that it's going to take an evolution but ultimately if they can get the right pieces in the right places early to sustain protect the quarterback keep him safe until when it really matters they're going to have some really creative concepts by the time the playoffs kick off so we'll be right back with part two where we're going to just talk a little bit of the quarterback shuffle five quarterbacks around the league that are in different places I'm just going to give you a quick breakdown of what I think it's going to turn out like. So then, so then you can uh, basically keep an eye on me. Keep an eye on my figureless takes. The stories behind the stats. We'll be right back. We are back. It's the Blue Mafia Podcast with Jeremy Mountain. Remember to hit like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe. Please like and please please like and subscribe. So the quarterback shuffle. We'll get into implications later on down the road when we got some actual implications. But wait, wait, wait. What's that? We do have implications. It's only July sixteenth, Jer. These are big, big changes. So let's talk about it. Marcus Mariota. Who? Do kids even know who Marcus Mariota is? Heisman winning trophy, Heisman trophy winning QB. Guy had to take a backseat to Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, who was everybody's best friend last year coming into the year. Now all of a sudden he's not good enough. Everyone's down on Vrabel. Mariota goes to the Falcons where he's probably going to battle it out with that rookie from Cincinnati, Spencer Rattler, who is a big, tall, handsome Man, he is, looks like an NFL quarterback, and by all accounts, he is a competitor, and he will be wanting to get that job. But does Marcus Mariota have a little bit of that gray, silver fox, Hawaiian, old man wisdom left to be the Tannehill, to resurface in another city, in a dome, where all the elements don't affect you? I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that Marcus Mariota has a breakout year, but I'm really excited to see 
if he can turn it around and become a journeyman because obviously he was a pretty big hotshot in in high school or uh, yeah high school and college but coming into the league he was so explosive and exciting in those early years in Tennessee back when the Tennessee Titans had white helmets now they've got those corny little league uniforms but I'm excited for Mariota next one Carson Wentz Washington Commanders Boston Connor on uh, Pat McAfee absolutely shredded Carson Wentz several times in the last couple months hilarious but once again new city can we see what he can do in the NFC East again he's sort of familiar he tore up this division before we know that the MVP year happened in Philly in the NFC East in that division Dak Jalen Jalen Hurts that is I don't know Danny Dimes with Brian Dable Brian Pork Ryan's Dable Wentz is I mean he's a physical freak I think he's going to have a good year I think he's going to shove it up a lot of people's you know what his replacement number 3 out of 5 here on the quarterback shuffle of summer 2022 Matt Ryan moves into a dome Mariota's replacing him in Atlanta he goes up to Indianapolis Frank Reich's probable last shot because they keep showing up they have all the tools but they're not doing it Matt Ryan will probably see him fizzle out, but I just want to point out one story. Last year in Buffalo, cold game. End of the game, he rushes the ball, gets crushed at the goal line by Jordan Poyer, but scores, starts taunting, talking shit, gets a flag. Never seen this before. I wasn't sure if this was controversy, if I should put on my tinfoil hat for this one, but I've never seen a guy cross the goal line talk shit and then have a flag undo a touchdown negate the points and then take it off the board never seen it before in my life they disrespected Matt Ryan when they did that that NFL thus showing the Bills are now a prima donna team but I think Matt Ryan comes back with a vengeance this year another guy coming back with a vengeance number four Baker Mayfield, man, Carolina, they've got a coach from Baylor, run it up, they had Joe Brady, they ran him out, they've run Teddy Bridgewater out, they've, you know, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield to the top three picks, Josh Allen's class, they should be able to do something, but they don't have very many receivers. I think Baker will have sort of an in-between year. I think that he's taken a big hit to his ego, and if he can make some friends in the locker room and he can establish some just friendly competition to where that team can sort of compete. You know, they've got Jameis in that division. They've got Brady in that division. 
I don't know. I could see him going about 500. But Baker will probably fight back, and maybe he'll become a Chase Daniel backup for the rest of his league, rest of his life. Last one, it's Broncos country. Let's ride. RG, RW3, Russell Wilson hits mile high. The one thing that I want to say is I'm just so excited to see Russell Wilson's deep ball in mile high because if he can stay healthy and they can establish some of those young running backs, obviously they have Melvin Gordon, but they have that kid from North Carolina, um, one of the two that got drafted last year. But they've got some receivers, and John Elway always puts a good team on the field. So I don't know. That division is going to have some real fireworks, that AFC East or AFC West with with the Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos and Chargers with Justin Herbert but I think all five of five of these guys are going to do okay I think Wilson will do okay but I really think that he's hit the point where he's going to start becoming a Drew Brees but he's got a little bit stronger of an arm than Drew Brees at this stage of his career and if he can continue to realize that maybe it was okay when he was running the offense as a game manager maybe that was okay when he won a Super Bowl Maybe that's all he's got to do as a short guy, make some big plays and manage an offense. But I think that Wilson does well. I think that he throws a lot of deep balls and hopefully he stays healthy. Lastly, special extra. Does Money Mitch Trubisky rekindle his career after a short stint in Western New York? Can he become... A number one pick who has run out of multiple offenses in Chi-Town. I'm rooting for all these guys. I root for all the quarterbacks unless I see a story between the stats that I don't like. It's not easy to play the game. It's not easy to play the position. So have some respect for your athletes out there and your quarterbacks. I appreciate you listening. We're going to probably do a couple more of these this summer. Uh, Bill Simmons isn't doing his podcast for a while, so I figured if I don't have that to listen to, I better have something to do. Uh, Pat McAfee's also taking some time off, it looked like, but I got a nice vacation from work a couple weeks ago, and things are going really well, so figured I might as well get back on here. So I really appreciate you guys listening, and remember to subscribe, like, Give me some comments. Give me some thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter at Jer7Reg. I really appreciate you guys. And keep up the good work, all you other podcasters out there. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.